Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome to Time Out with Gladys and Ula. This episode is for all those people out there that have been going through a crunchy time and are sadded out. Honey, what does this mean? Sadded out. <laughs> it means that you are over being sad. You're over mulling over things. You're over over analyzing everything. You're just, you're just over it. You're just over it. And you're ready. That also means that you're ready for something different and new. Mm. So this is um, something that I think I said to you in a text, like I'm sad yeah. it out, right? Yes. That Because I, I have been putting myself through the ringer of emotions um, over and over and over again for a handful of days. And I definitely feel, I was just telling Ula that I feel like I've been beat up um, and that now here I am just lying on the floor, like with on the aftermath. And, and that's what sadded out feels like. It's where you just are depleted. You're done. You have almost nothing left to give. You are tired of being tired of tiring yourself out with all the fucking rumination and overwhelm and anxiety of whatever your focal point is right now, which I think is where we're going to start, honey, because when we, you and I have been unpacking this together recently, we had our, um, our bigger and more refresh, three-day refresh recently. And a big part of what we have been creating is a clear pathway for people to navigate these crunchy moments with a little bit more ease doesn't mean that it's easy to implement. Um, and so in it, I kind of feel like me going through the ringer emotionally and having to cough up a lot of emotional hairballs was a chance to look at my own process and then use it to inform what we're creating. And let's start, honey, with how how we get into these these places that feel almost impossible to step out of, where we are so overwhelmed emotionally, we feel so much like shit being thrown on top of us. And it affects everything. We can't see ourselves out of where we are. And so we do one of two things. We either stay there and we mull over it, trying to get ourselves out and it creates a deeper ditch, or we avoid what we're feeling, um, which creates a deeper ditch. Or some of us actually can move through it and really embrace the difficulty of what we're feeling, but not be rushed to to get out of there, but at the same time, know that we're not going to hang out there forever. So what do we do in these moments, honey? How do we actually, I don't even know what I'm asking you because I'm, I am sad it out. So <laughs> my brain's not working. <laughs> I, I think in the beginning before you, you did all that, it, you said that to start, how do we get there? How do we get to the place where we are, so deep in the ditch that you can't find a way out. And that's something we learn. We build on it. It's it's something that starts in the childhood. You keep hearing the same thing over and over and over and over again. And because you keep hearing over and over again, it becomes a belief. You start trusting that belief. And then you start knowing it. It's exactly the same process that we go go through to to make our dreams come true and how we've been talking about bigger dreams and dreaming um, 
uh, more. And it's exactly the same process, but we do it unconsciously. Because Wait, what are we getting from childhood? What is the, we get it? What are we getting from childhood that we then keep replaying until we know? A, let's say it's how we view money. An idea, any kind of idea, how we view ourselves. We start learning that that is a belief. Everybody else around you is telling you how this thing is or it's supposed to be. Um, how to love yourself. That's uh, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, our parents n- didn't necessarily know how to love themselves. And we took on that, okay, that that's what it means to love yourself is to be sad and angry and and all these emotions that are not really self-love and you have to beat yourself up. So these are the things that we learn in a childhood and we start building on it. We think that that's what it's supposed to be. And because you don't know any different, you start building on it, building on it. And then you view everything. When you become an adult, you view everything in your life through that lens that you learned since the childhood. And that's how you get in that super, super deep ditch where it seems almost impossible to get out. Yeah. So I think to expand on that for me, because I, I kind I'm kind of hearing that this is like a broad brush, you know, like paint stroke that we have in life. But I think like for me, working on the personal development path, being into developing my own self-awareness, I wouldn't say that I'm walking through life believing these things consciously, right? Uh-huh. Um, but I think we're where the crunchiness that came for me really was the most potent is that it took me back to a place in my childhood. So it's Mm -hmm. not that I live my life from my childhood, but I went back to a place of trauma from there um, where there was a message around not being lovable unless I did X, Y, Z, right? Having to meet certain conditions in order to receive love. And that awareness when it came up it took me a bit because I was, I actually was back in the, the lived experience from my twenties as if that narrative was real right here now in 2023. And, you know, I, I know we, we don't really label a lot of stuff, but for, for a way for people to categorize this, um, there is what we refer to as negative feedback loops. Um, Mm -hmm. there are also trauma loops, And if you think of a loop, when you enter into a loop, you're just going through the same thing over and over and over. And then those are where you'll get insight into some of these messages that do exist from childhood. Mm -hmm. But but I also want to really acknowledge the people that are really working their asses off to be self-aware. It's not like you're doing this to yourself. And you're also, you can be very positive and optimistic and have a very beautiful balanced perspective of the world and who you are as a creator and still end up in these moments where you fall into a serious ditch and then you're in some loop that feels almost impossible to get out of. Yeah, totally, totally. And and like I said in the beginning, it's this is unconscious. This is not something, yeah. especially when it starts as a really young child, you don't know anything different. Mm-hmm. And when you start building from there, it becomes an unconscious belief, trust, knowing, and it's just there. Mm-hmm. And then they can then they can pop up 
in the moments and you end up in the in the loop and then a really heavy ditch and then you're gonna get sadded out and we're gonna tell you how to get out of there (laughs) (laughs) so one thing that happened with Ula and I in this process because I was in it so I was so identified um with past traumas that I I was unbudgeable is that a word from I love it from yeah couldn't be budged from from the ditch and Ula made several attempts to support me out of the ditch. Um, but I just, I mean, even if I got there for like five seconds, I went right back, right back, right back. Um, and one thing that we've talked about multiple times is there is a tendency for us to interpret these inspirational sayings or teachings in the personal development and spiritual worlds around um, feeling better, right? Or looking on the positive side. And that's something too that I've, I've, I think I said this to you, honey, last week that I felt that that was actually becoming a trigger for me because I Mm -hmm. was punishing myself for not feeling better. I was beating myself up because I felt bad. And I, the more that I spiraled down, the more judgment I had towards myself that I was spiraling down and that I was fucking things up because I wasn't allowing myself to feel better. And now I was going to bring all this negative shit to me because law of attraction says that's what's going to happen. This is a way that we actually can get really, I think, um, trapped in, in all these teachings that we learn from external sources that actually are, are, we're misinterpreting their intention, which is feeling better is not about you putting smiley faces and rainbows and unicorns all over your face and, and when you've been feeling depressed or you've been feeling panic. It's about you moving through this process of emotions as the emotions come up. And that means that there's a curiosity that you have to have for what you are actually experiencing. And when I did a series of journal questions one day, I, and from a place of curiosity of what, what is going on in this ditch of mine that feels so burdensome, what I got to was a deeper um, feeling of disappointment in myself. And that could have only come if I was curious. And that deeper disappointment is where shame comes from. That's where judgment comes from. That's where me believing that I'm fucking things up comes from. And so for you to make the most of these moments, um, I think it's important to give yourself permission to feel what you feel. And to the more that you can come from it from a place of curiosity that's where you can actually move through that emotion instead of identifying with the emotion as if that emotion was your only option for how you will live the rest of your life. Um, And this also helps you really separate yourself if you are in some kind of loop um, that is associated with something from the past, it helps you get a little bit of perspective. And that breathing room is what we refer to with feeling better. You can Mm -hmm. breathe while you're going through shitty stuff. Yeah, and then it helps once you can breathe a little bit better, it helps you to remember that this is information. Every single emotion we experience as human beings is information of where we are in life, which direction we're going. And that 
in turn helps you to judge yourself less. Mm-hmm. There's, and and I'm, that is one of the hardest things to let go is the judgment and beating yourself up, especially if you look at social media and all the mindfulness and, and manifesting and all these things where they say, you just have to feel really good and everything's going to be great. You're going to get a um, bazillion dollars tomorrow because you feel really good. But if you're in the really deep ditch with par around your feet, like how the hell are you going to get out of there? You, right. you can't. You simply can't jump from feeling totally shitty to feeling elated. It mm-hmm. just doesn't work like that. But when we, Gladys and I, when we say the goal is to feel a little bit better, it can mean that you get angry. You can, mm-hmm. it can mean that instead of feeling despair, you feel disappointed. Mm-hmm. And that is, and all, all of those will give you a little bit more of breathing room. And I, I love that um, you mentioned on the, on uh, the new journal prompts that you just made. Um, you mentioned that it is also really great to share your experience with somebody, yeah. some trusted person who is not going to judge you or try to analyze and fix you mm-hmm. because there's nothing wrong with you mm-hmm. and nothing needs to be fixed. And yeah, so if you have a person who will hear you and what you're going through, through the lens of observation, that it's, it's really good to share it too. You just said a key word, honey, which is observation. Um, The more that we can develop an ability to observe ourselves in the process, uh, this becomes almost like a, a lifeline for you because in your observation, you're aware that you're choosing this experience right now. And in a place of observation, you're just observing it. Okay. I I've chosen this. Let's observe what unfolds. And that was part of what I had access to a little bit. I mean, I went I went pretty deep in this ditch. And so I actually like was living as though I was in my 20s, but currently now. And so I wasn't observing myself fully, but Ula was there observing me. And that that became a really beautiful way for me to remember that I was in a moment. This was not the rest of my life. Um, but in a, in that process of journaling, I also could observe what actually was going on in my mind, what was going on in my body, um, in my heart, with my emotions, all of that, your energy, all of that is also giving you information for what your experience is. And this, this is where you actually are being invited to be present So much of the time when we are over-identified with an emotion, we are living in the past or trying to live in the future. We're not being present. And when you actually observe yourself, it helps assist you in being present with your experience. When you pay attention to your breathing, you are being more present with what's unfolding right now. And that presence is actually what allows you to let the energy of these emotions move through you instead of getting stuck somewhere else because you're not aware in the here and now of what you're experiencing. And presence becomes really fucking like nurturing 
You know, I, I think there's, there's too many ways in which we, we check out from our own selves and we abandon ourselves in these moments where we most want to be seen or rescued or saved or supported by someone, but we actually are stepping out of the opportunity to have that with someone when we detach from us. And, and this is why it's so important to go back to these simple acts of presence, uh, which we always say, start with your breathing, start with your nervous system. Because when your nervous system is so agitated, it's very difficult to do any of what we're sharing. But when your nervous system is calmed down enough to where it doesn't feel that it's in danger, then you can step into awareness of your process. And then that's where you can actually start to mold your thoughts around it, your feelings, and all of that starts to feel better, meaning you have more spaciousness in you. You don't feel as constricted or as swallowed up by it. And then that spaciousness will eventually give you the choice to move your energy in a different direction if you want or to stay, which I mean, Mm -hmm. I stayed, I stayed every day for a handful of days. Yeah. And it's only you can know what feels best for you. Sometimes, sometimes it feels the best to stay in that, in that um, emotion, in that space. And then when you're ready, you will, you will move out of there when you're ready, but you have to be ready and nobody else can come and tell you that, okay, just, just get the hell out of there. Like, why would you do that to yourself? Mm -hmm. I mean, they can say that. And a lot of people will say that (laughs) and get annoyed, but it's not helpful. Because only you know how it feels to be in you. And you're always supported. You're always supported by your dead people. The dead Mm -hmm. people team is always on your side. And they are cheering you on even, even in the deepest of the ditches. They're always there. And you know what else, honey, you're reminding me of is that they are always there supporting you. They never abandon you. And magic is still happening all mm-hmm. the time around you. Um, for those that are very much into manifestation, right? Law of attraction. There's this belief that we can develop that will fuck. I feel shitty. And now my attention and my energy is towards a shitty. So now I'm going to attract more shitty and look, oh, there's a shitty. Oh my God, I can't stop it. And now my whole life is ruined because I'm fucking everything up. And this is again, a way in which I don't know, it's just sometimes a lot of the shit out there, just it, we misinterpret and then it gets in our own way. Um, and a lot of times it's because there's no fucking roadmap, which is why we're so adamant about creating like a roadmap for you because you're going to have life happen. You're going to have ditch moments. You're going to be satted out. But to remember too, that in the moments where you feel the deepest despair, If you shift your energy even a tiny bit to create more spaciousness, you will be allowing the magic that's still happening all around you to come in. You'll notice it. That's, that's really what it is. I mean, I I think allowing, not allowing, I think it's more about noticing it when it's there. And then when you notice it, then you allow it in. Um, And this is, this came to me a couple of days ago. I was in such a bad spot and I decided to journal um, those questions that we get, we'll give you guys access to it in the show notes. 
And I shifted enough to where I didn't feel like I was drowning, right? And and it wasn't that I felt great about anything. I didn't have resolution on anything. I just was aware of my process more. And I was aware that I was in this really bad ditch and that this ditch actually related to shit from like 20 years ago. And that was enough for me to feel a little bit more spaciousness in my energy. And within an hour, I received a free piece of chocolate cake from the bakery where I was at. I got to witness a couple getting engaged and, you know, share this deep, immense love that they have for each other. And then I came home to some good news. I can't remember what it is, but this this all happened very fast. And then yesterday, the exact same thing happened. I, I, I was in an even worse space. I was really ready to just like let shit go, meaning the things that I cared about, just be like, fuck it. It's not going to work out. I'm done. I'm over this. Ula's like, go to the beach again. <laughs> and so I went to the beach. I did the journal questions again in my mind this time because I didn't want to write them out. And I came back home to a beautiful invitation that I had really desired, but I was upset that I hadn't been receiving. All of a sudden it was there. I came home to a wonderful affirmation that a big, big dream of mine was indeed coming my way and was meant for me. And there was evidence now to show how everything was aligning perfectly to allow this to unfold. And, And then there was playfulness in the midst of all of this. And so Remember, you guys, that when you're in the worst of it all, you still have access to spaciousness. You still have access to being present with yourself, to being playful, to have fun, to feel good, whatever that means. All of it is is still available to you always. And when you ask your dead people for help, they're very quick to respond, which is something that I'm so grateful that I'm learning. And you've been telling me this for ages, honey. And I was like, I don't hear them. They're not showing up for me. I think they forgot about me. Um, but now I'm realizing like, wow, they, they respond like in hyperspeed time. And it's because I make space for it. When I'm totally closed up, it's almost impossible for me to allow it in. Yeah, I love what you said about noticing is that we are so quick to find evidence of things that don't work out or are not working out. And especially when you are in that really deep ditch, you can't, you have so much mud around you, you can't even see the evidence of things going right. So you keep collecting more and more of more evidence of what is fucked up and what is um, going badly and how things are not working out for you. But you still have access to those things that are working out. Mm -hmm. And it takes that self-awareness and just a little bit of shifting. You just have to slightly look left or right. And it's right there. The dead people are right there showing you beautiful things that are going right in your life. Mm. It's amazing, honey. I'm I'm just feeling into my body right now and like I'm so depleted energetically, but as I'm listening to you, it's like my heart wants to receive. I feel like a bubbling up in my heart, but it's still really constricted. So it's like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll get to that in a little bit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that is also evidence of things always working out for you because the, the, your dead people are right there holding your heart, holding you in the space where you are really raw. And it's okay. 
And I think that's one of the things that I've been telling you this whole time that you're not doing anything wrong. It's okay. You are not doing anything wrong. It doesn't matter what kind of emotion you are having. It's okay. You're a human being having a human experience. So it, you are going to have all kinds of emotions and none of them are wrong. I think where that gets hard to receive is the other message, which is, well, you attracted this. This is what you put out. Like, I mean, it's like, remember Gladys, when you went through like a week of really fucking crunchy, well, fast forward a month, this is how it's playing out. That becomes really hard because then it feels like, well, I caused this. And that's then where I think it can get really convoluted quickly, the whole law of attraction and mm -hmm. all manifestation and all this kind of stuff. Because then it's like, well, then how do, how do we say there is no right or wrong, good or bad, if now I'm attracting wonkiness, if I'm attracting instability, if I'm attracting um, confusion or even a, a loss of something or someone that I desire, like because I was in this space. I think that's that's a part where I I know I still am not fully resolved in. So I'm curious, honey, for you, how do you respond to that? It's Well, the one thing to remember is that it's not your fault. You might have caused it, but it's not your fault because a lot of this stuff is unconscious and you are acting from the place that has been very familiar for you. And again, it's just information. And you can react to it with, okay, so it turned out like this. I have full control how it is going to keep showing up in my life. You only have now. You are only attracting in the now. And you, if you can do those shifts in the now... It is going to change. Now, this is going to blow people's minds and make it kind of wonky in their, their brains too, is that when you the way you are attracting right now is going to change not only what's going to happen in the future, it's also going to change what happened in the past. Okay, so give me an example, honey, like with where I'm at right now. I mean, you, you know, you can, you can use some variation of whatever I'm going through. <laughs> <laughs> a variation. Okay. While so, protecting my privacy. <laughs> being in the ditch with um half a dozen of pigeon amputees, it's <laughs> when you shift your focus off of those pigeon amputees and you find the beautiful feathers off the pigeon. You're not staring at the pigeon, the, the amputated leg of the pigeon anymore. You're staring at the the beautiful feathers of the pigeon. I don't know if ever, ever, ever anybody's ever said the pigeons have beautiful feathers, but let's go with it. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe the pigeon has beautiful eyes. How's that? And you focus on the beautiful eyes and you realize that this pigeon has the most gorgeous eyes you have ever seen. And your energy shifts into something that feels really, really good about even if you're in the ditch with this pigeon that is causing you to be in the ditch, you're focusing on something really <laughs> good about it. The rest of the pigeon doesn't exist anymore. Your focus will never go there anymore. 
Well, isn't that denying then what reality is and like not seeing the whole picture and being like avoiding? No. The pigeon has an amputated fucking leg. Like, how do I not see that? That doesn't seem integrated. It seems like I'm denying something. You are loving the pigeon despite the the broken amputee leg. You are paying attention. (laughs) The broken amputee leg. (laughs) (laughs) There is no leg, honey. It can't be broken. (laughs) Well, if if it's half amputee, if it's just amputated from the knee down, then it's a broken half amputee pigeon. (laughs) It's it's not going to grow the leg back. I know that. But because you are focusing on the goodness of the pigeon, <laughs> the beautiful eye. <laughs> Gladys is yawning, by the way. So <laughs> she's over my pigeon story. <laughs> I, someone told me once that yawning is a sign of resistance. <laughs> I'm like, I, th- I think I hit my limit. <laughs> I can focus on the beautiful eyes, but I'm really fucking aware that it's an amputee that I'm dealing with right now. <laughs> and I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> You're not oh. quite there yet. You're not quite there. And it's okay. Like I said earlier, if you can't shift from feeling looking at the amputee leg to feeling elated about the amputee leg. So it's... <laughs> Okay, so how about a how about a reframe with this? Because I I know this is this is an area where I constantly get stuck, you know. Um, and I love that we get to we get to unpack this together, yeah. and then just and then this is what we end up teaching, you know, in a way that feels a little a little bit clearer for folks. Um, if if you're in when you are stuck in a loop, your brain is constantly looking for stimuli and 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 narratives and stories and evidence that reinforce that loop. That's just, it's just a natural thing that your brain does. And so if you're relying on your brain to get you out of the loop, it's really fucking hard, if not a little Mm -hmm. bit almost impossible. And this is where you feel worse because that's where you start spinning because your brain actually can't get you out of that loop when it is in the loop. What can get you out of the loop, what you're saying, honey, is to notice I mean, in some ways to notice some beauty around you. Um, mm-hmm. And beauty doesn't have to mean like something pretty, but to to allow yourself to notice something or or within yourself that feels good, that feels open, that feels um, loving. I, 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 you know, it's it's interesting. This goes back to love, and this has come up a couple times this week. If we can feel a little bit of love in the midst of despair, that shifts our energy for us. And then if we can focus on that that point of love more and more, then that is what your full attention becomes. And then your brain, being the beautiful brain that it is, will start looking for more and more evidence and narratives and stories and stimuli to support that focal point of yours. So think about this, not so much as like, I'm going to focus on, you know, the beautiful eyes and feathers of the pigeon to where nothing about the pigeon that's, I would say is negative 
is even in my view, but rather let your focus shift to something that is, it feels good to you. It it gives you a sense of warmth, of love, and it can be as, as simple as a favorite candle. Um, but even in the moment of the crunchiest moments, allowing yourself to actually receive the emotion is, is Mm -hmm. difficult. Um, so this really is just giving yourself permission to feel a different emotion. And then from there, your energy will shift. And then that's where your thoughts can shift as well. So not an easy practice, but it is really that simple. And the tiniest, tiniest shift can actually lead to really great fucking big, profound Mm -hmm. changes quick. If you allow it. And then that goes into a whole other thing around like not allowing yourself to feel better because you're, you're, you're just committed to the self-sabotage and you're committed to self-punishment and you're committed to feeling unlovable. Um, and that's another episode. Yes. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the energy for that. That that's the not set it out. <laughs> if you can, if you can still go into that loop, then you're not set it out yet. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> when you set it out, you're like, okay, I'm gonna. This loops over. The the speed has slowed down so much that you're exhausted, and you can't you can't do the loop de loops no more. So. <laughs> <laughs> loop de loops. <laughs> so, honey, what are the big takeaways from today? What what do we want to leave people with that? Um, are ready to be satted out. They're ready to step out of the loop. They just don't even know like what, what the fuck to do next to even give themselves a chance to have a new focal point, feel a little bit better. Remember that you are in control of your emotions and your your thoughts. You are always in control. It's not your fault that you are there. Yes, you might have caused it, but it's not your fault and you are in full control. And if you can find that one little thing that makes you feel just the tiniest bit better, focus on that as many times a day as you can. When you get back into the loop, don't beat yourself up because it's all okay. And once you start being able to focus on that that beautiful little beautiful thing, more and more and more, your brain will keep bringing you more and more good things to focus on. And you eventually you'll just sad it out. <laughs> and then what comes after sad it out, honey? I don't know. You you just got out of there. What happened? I, I, I feel like I'm on the side of the ditch, just like lying there, like trying <laughs> to catch my breath. <laughs> That might come next, but that's okay. You know, yeah, and maybe it's just neutrality. You know, if you yeah. get, if you if you're feeling not much of anything, you're feeling a little melancholy, um, kind of flat. You know, that's okay too. Flat is actually way better than feeling <laughs> despair. Yeah. So what I would add to everything that Ula said is celebrate yourself. Mm-hmm. Celebrate these little moments of wins that you're having, um, celebrate you choosing different and new, um, because often we don't give ourselves that, that moment to really praise us for desiring bigger and more in our lives and what you are creating when you choose to 
get to the point of being satted out and not being in the loop anymore, and then you're in a place of exhaustion or neutrality or kind of flatness is let, let the celebration be a way to fill you back up. And this can happen through a conversation with yourself. It can be going to get yourself a a nice little treat. Um, journaling is always really helpful. Um, or even, you know, sometimes I, what I've been doing with Ula is I'll take a minute to just be like, I'm really proud of myself that I did this. And Ula like will celebrate that with me. And that feels really good to be witnessed um, in my shifts as tiny as they they might be. And I might feel that they're insignificant, but when I put significance to it, it becomes bigger. And then that also helps my energy flow through me better, which allows me to feel a little bit better also. So let celebration be part of the mix for you guys also to get you out of these, uh, these crunchy moments. (laughs) 